Get ready to explore uncharted frequencies. I'm your host, Mitchell Blair, with the ultimate showcase of San Marcos' local artists and producers from every genre. This is Season 2. No. 
welcome back. This is Uncharted Frequencies here again today. Um, give me two seconds here while we... Uh, let me let uh, Trey introduce himself real quick. My name is Trey Six, a.k.a. Skits on Mine. I'm from Laredo, Texas, out from Erico 956, currently out here in Austin, Texas. Um, that's, a, that's about as easy as I can introduce myself. Okay, so tell me a little bit about the first song you just made. Uh, that song is called One Life to Live. I had made that song because I had about five friends going through some situations, and I was giving them advice. And it seemed to me that I was giving everybody the same advice. So I figured I'd make a song about it in case I wasn't there around them. They could reach back to it, listen to it. You know, because I'm basically just explaining the same thing, same topic to them. You know, so I thought it would help out a lot of friends. I know whenever we're at uh, Volstead and also doing like other performances that you've had also in Austin, mm -hmm. whenever you play that song specifically, the crowd like sings back really quickly yeah. and everyone gets into it really easily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so tell me a little bit about where you're from previously. So like you said, was it Laredo? Yeah, Laredo, Texas. Um, I'm not really from Laredo. It's a small little town on the outskirts of Laredo called Rio Bravo. It's a little small border town, um, but it's so small people don't really know about it. So I just sound from Laredo. Um, it's a border town, real small. Not much going on, a lot of violence. Um, that's just very family-oriented place. Um, Would you say everyone's kind of like close in that town? Yeah, it's uh, it's so small, everybody knows everybody. Okay. You know, so you can't do anything without somebody <laughs> knowing you or knowing what you do. <laughs> so you can't really, as much as you get away with a lot, you don't get away with a lot with people kind of knowing who you are or kind of everyone just being closely connected in some form or fashion? Yeah, correct, correct. Okay. I mean, that's similar in the sense of, like, how it is at, like, Volstead and, yeah. like, how whenever you have such a presence that everyone that's, like, Whenever you're on stage, everyone is giving you like all their energy, yeah. and it's always really fun to see whenever you're, you know, performing and stuff because it's not just like, oh, you're singing your songs. You like fully believe whenever you're doing your songs. Yeah. It's just like not just, I don't know. It's not just like boring or just kind of like with the flow. You're just you're rocking it. Yeah, yeah. And it's definitely fun to watch. Uh, what's been the ch biggest challenge going into like making songs? Uh, probably. Uh, keeping my head right, my mental right, that's basically the, I would say, the, is the hardest challenge. Um, sometimes when I make a track, I have too many things on my mind, I can't express it uh, in a singular way. Uh, I start branching out in so many different forms, so I kind of have to, like, keep it structured. Um, I think that that'd probably be the hardest thing for me to do, because I, I just want to put so much into it that I, I, I don't have time. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you find it easier to songwrite or like is it just like kind of what comes to you you put it on paper and then that's the song or is it like you kind of sit down and then think about what's going to be the song for the day or like how does your process work it's a little bit of both uh, sometimes if the inspiration arises uh, I'll execute it like pretty fast uh, but if I'm trying to songwrite it'll take me anywhere from a couple hours to maybe a year or so because I'm focusing on how to lay it down the way I hear it in my head instead of uh, when it's just inspirational that it just flows out of me 
Um, so it's a little bit of both. It all depends on how I'm feeling, the situations I'm going through at the moment, uh, the beat, my surroundings, if there's people around me while I'm recording or writing. Uh, the outside definitely influences me as well while I'm in the studio. So it, it all just depends what's going on. I like that. Going back to, I guess, the process of songs as well. Whenever, like, you have so many different genres that you've made. Yeah. And so, do you have like a favorite genre that you kind of like to pick at? Oh, definitely. Uh, G-Funk. Uh, G-Funk? Like California. Okay. Funky, you know, gangster type of stuff, you know, like Snoop Dogg. That, that's definitely one of my favorites because it has a lot of soul in it, you know, and funk. And is, I'm just a funky dude. You know, yeah. I, I like to get down with music and rhythm. And I love the expression of, of, that, of that genre. Because it's so smooth and clean, you know, and it makes people want to dance, party, oh, yeah. do all that stuff. So I, I definitely like that one the most. What's been your most exper- sorry, experimental genre that you've played with? Probably wavy music or wavy. Okay. like 80, like early 80s hip hop that's kind of disco-y. I think that, that one would probably be my most experimental aside from Spanglish, even though... Spanish is my first language. When it comes to putting it in music, it's very difficult for me. So also dipping into the Spanish music. I like that, especially because whenever you're playing Spanish music, it doesn't always quite translate to no. the English form. No, it's and not. like I don't know, I I like a Mexican OT, and I'll have my mom like translate the lyrics for me. And she's like, <laughs> "This doesn't quite make sense, but it does. Yeah. Like you can you can pick out what they're gonna say." <laughs> It seems like you look up to the real MCs. Real MCs is the next song we're going to listen to. Y'all enjoy. Track by any means, so 
That was real MCs. So, where what's the is like what does MC stand for? I, I know I I know I know this. I'm just making sure I do. Uh, MC stands for Master of Ceremonies. Uh, I call it a Master of the Craft. Um, an MC is basically the manipulator of the crowd. He's the one that vocally gets the the crowd going. Would it be similar to like a DJ, but also different than a DJ? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say it's the same. Uh, say DJ does it through vibrations through his records, and the MC does it with his vocal cords. Okay. What's the biggest tip you would give to people when they're going on stage and they're trying to get the crowd into their music? You gotta believe it. If you don't believe it, they won't believe it. So kind of just go into it like fully knowing that whatever you're bringing onto the table is kind of what they want to hear or just like what you want to bring energy-wise? Yeah, basically. That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Now, what's been the biggest growth that you've seen in yourself playing and performing at like live mics and open mics? Hmm. Could you rephrase that question? Um, and, okay, how did you see yourself a year ago going up on stage? Or even actually, going to push it back further, you said you played in San Marcos before. Yeah, correct. So tell me more about like whenever you were playing here in San Marcos and like the venues and the crowd and the scene. Uh, this was probably from 2016 to 2019 was the last time I performed here. Around that time, it was a little different. I think the scene was uh, still very young, very experimental. So the crowd was real diverse, with a lot of punk, a lot of uh, hip-hop, a lot of... Just a, a whole mixture. Uh, the venues were, you know, underground venues, uh, performed mainly at Kava Lounge. I uh, believe it's not there anymore. Um, they're really cool venues. Uh, I believe they had, those venues had other things going on, like uh, drag queen shows, uh, other events. So the people who already attended those venues were already a, a diverse crowd as it was. Um, but it was, it was really fun for me. I got to meet a lot of great artists uh, from all, all parts of like music from rock, uh, rock artists, lyricists, beat makers, you know, uh, acoustic, you know, instrumentalists. It was really fun. I didn't know San Marcos had a, such a big scene when I started coming out here. That's uh, awesome. So it really brightened my, my eyes on how big uh, hip hop and just music in general goes. And around that time, 2016, San Marcos is like a small town. It, yeah, so, I mean, we still kind of, like, envelop that small-town community, local vibe, but at the same time, it's so broad and diverse and everything that it has to offer, especially mm-hmm. musically. But how would you say your performances differ back then versus now? I would say I had more of a drive before, but I didn't know where my drive was going towards. I was kind of lost. I just was running into the dark. Now I have uh, a clear sight of what I want. I see a light and I'm heading towards that. You have like kind of more direction going into what you're making and how you're making it and the process going into it? Yeah, because 
also during the time my situations I had a lot of situations going on in my in my real life so I couldn't focus fully on the music so I was going different directions well sometimes that uh, Mary Jane helps with that Mary Jane the name of uh, the next song y'all y'all stay tuned That was Mary Jane. Now we were getting a little kind of like intro a little bit into like how you kind of just picked up the pace for music and getting into the scene more. So tell me how that just transitioned really quickly, it seemed. I started, it started going really fast. I was promoting myself a lot out there, just emailing a a bunch of artists from all over the the United States, different countries, just showing them my music. Uh, Just that's basically it and seeing if they wanted to collab or something. Uh, through that, I was I was uh, fortunate to be part of a lot of uh, collectives coming up uh, that were already popping at the time, which also helped my uh, me get out there. I slowly but quickly became uh, sort of like an underground legend in the underground scene, mm-hmm. and I didn't even really realize it um, until people started contacting me, and I started I had I actually stopped contacting people, and they were hitting me up instead. Mm. So it, it happened pretty fast, honestly. Uh, I wasn't really aware of it. I guess uh, success is 
only recognize when the outside tells you yeah not when you see it it's hard because you're your own worst critic at the end of the day and yeah. so you're going to be a lot more hard on yourself and your music than anyone and so to start hearing that like third party and other people in the crowd that you're hanging out with the people from other states or other countries or just other parts of music hitting you up about your music what was your initial reaction like did you expect it or was it just like caught you by surprise it caught me by surprise i i I thought I was getting punked almost. Really? Like you thought it was yeah. a joke at first? I thought I was gonna be like a meme on the internet or something. Like I'm like people, I'm like this is a joke. Yeah. Um, you didn't believe it? No, I I didn't because it kind of happened a little fast. Um, so it, it it did definitely catch me off guard. Okay. Out of all the songs you've made, which you've made a good number of songs by now, uh, yeah. would you say over like fifty over? Um, over a thousand five hundred. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's a lot bigger number than I was <laughs> expecting. Um, casually, fifteen hundred songs, real quick. That's crazy. What are five genres that you've mixed in? Like different, like kind of, because you've done so many different things. I've seen rap. I've seen hip hop. I've seen like smooth, like I'm not jazzy, but almost bluesy. Just yeah. with how like you go, like so have a seat though on yeah. it and everything. Yeah. So what? Are, what would you say your top five are like? main five that you kind of experiment with um i experiment a lot with uh trap uh trap comes in so many different forms there's mm -hmm. psychedelic trap wavy trap you know i try to do a little of a i don't know how to describe the genre but it's kind of like a little off fast paced off beats kind of like detroit okay style i've tried to do a little bit of uh like blues mix a little bit of blues into into rap uh, hardcore punk, I definitely try to incorporate that. I grew up with a lot of punk uh, music. Um, trying to incorporate some cumbia, even though a lot of artists are doing it, but they're mainly mixing it with trap. I want to kind of do with uh, boom bap. Okay. Um, I don't know if ever, it's ever been done, but I mean... Hey, to create your own <laughs> style, to create your own kind of like genre, I think it adds way more to... Like, the diversity and uniqueness that brings your voice and your music alive, especially. I had an amazing question. It just slipped my, you know, <laughs> slipped my mind, of course. Um, oh, okay. So, whenever you were, like, being brought up and also in Laredo and also mm -hmm. towards the border, what would you say your, like, big inspirations to get into music were? Like, who did you look up to and you were like, either I want to be like them or I take inspiration for them? My, my older brother, Chris. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. He was a... Uh, the early 2000s, he was a DJ, radio host, radio DJ. Um, he was a rapper at the time. He was my biggest influence. Uh, he is the reason I started doing everything. If it wasn't for him, I don't think I would even be doing music. Did he motivate you a lot to get into it? Everything, everything. Uh, he produced beats, he DJ, he did everything. So I idolized him, wanted to be just like him. Even to this day, he, he's still a big influence to me. Um, does a lot of stuff out here in Austin, Texas. Does a lot of uh, uh, DJ scratching events. I wanted to be a DJ like him. I wanted to scratch. Didn't really work out. Ended up becoming a rapper, mm -hmm. which is something I never wanted to be. Yeah. He ended up becoming the DJ, and I became the rapper. And it, uh, so it kind of switched. He stopped rapping, started DJing. So, but I guess the universe just works like that. Yeah. You know, but he's Sometimes still my biggest influence. That's awesome. Day. No, that makes that that's really cool. Kind of like trickles all back to family rather than like it being like you know like biggie or snoop dogg or just someone like <laughs> no. that's already big I, I love how it's like internal and like family family induced with that that's really cool yeah yeah 
definitely my brother. I don't think there's anybody else that influenced me. Would you say me. he takes influence from how you make music now too? Oh no. Really? No? <laughs> no, not at all. He he does his thing. He does his own thing. He's okay. always done his own thing. <laughs> I got you. That's fair. Um, is that your only sibling? No, uh, he's my middle brother. I have an older sister, him, and my older brother. Okay. Yes. That's awesome. And are, would you say y'all are relatively close? Or uh, no. Diver- okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, I think me and my, my brother are, I think, the closest out of all, of all my siblings. Okay. Jumping into the work scene, like, kind of how did, have you balanced the, uh, I guess... In between music and work and life and everything, what what are like your main tips for people to kind of just like maintain their you know work ethic, but also maintain that drive in music? I feel like it's hard to create that balance, and it it's is. hard to you know have that continuity when with music whenever life gets in the way very constantly. So, out of what you've experienced so far, what would you say are things to like kind of look out for, or what to stay away from? Stay away from your own head. Um, there's a quote that uh, an old friend of mine told me, and I kind of live by it. It says, he always said, um, don't let things overtake you, and don't let them overwhelm you. So I apply that to everything. Um, my balance is uh, you can't have one foot in, one foot out. Either you want, if you want something, you're going to go get it. You can't short sell yourself yeah. all the time. And just be honest with yourself. Uh, I think a lot of us have a problem with uh, with being honest with ourselves. Sometimes we don't like to admit failures, and I think that's what holds us back a lot. Is, uh, trying to not fail, even though you know you are, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've learned to just if I can't do something, I can't do it. Um, but if I can't do something, I'm gonna go ahead and straight do it, not wait. I think to balance work and music is just balancing yourself. In, in reality so if you have balance within yourself you will be balanced out with everything else i feel like that's a huge one i took a lot like from that advice as well but also i feel like a lot of people can look up to you as a motivator as well just to see like seeing how much you drive your music and how friendly you are with every single person you meet and just how you motivate everyone that's going on stage and also out like on and off like whether it's in the studio or outside you're constantly motivating people and i would say including yourself to always be better which you know there's this you know japanese saying called kaizen which is like to constantly be better day by day and just kind of like you know even if it's by one percent just keep doing better and better and better and so you can only outdo yourself so many times you just have to keep on i guess keep the drive alive and keep motivating yourself to continue on but we are going to close out this segment with Trey Six, and thank you so much, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yes, I'm really yes, glad I got to have you on. Um, you. Y'all stay tuned. We're going to actually, before you leave, before you leave, tell me the funniest story you've had with music. Like, what's the funniest story you've ever just kind of had? Uh, 2016, South by Southwest, I was waiting in line for an hour to go see Flatwood Zombies and the Underachievers. Once we got in there, they had finished performing. They had ASAP Ferg next, and at that time I didn't know who he was. And he performed, he did a little mosh pit, and I picked him up from his shoulders and threw him eight feet across the (laughs) 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 You you picked up ASAP Ferg and threw him eight feet across? Correct, he's he's about 5'2". I'm six foot, so I picked him up and flung him. And then his boys grabbed me and flung me and... uh, 
until a year later I found out who he was. <laughs> and he was like, wait, he's a big time. Yeah. Oh, whoops, that was my bad. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump into Slade's intro, and thank you so much again, Trey. No, thank you so much. All right, y'all enjoy. Introducing the rising hyperpop punk star from Austin, Texas, Slade. That was HBT by Slade. Now, what does HBT mean, Slade? So, HBT stands for Hot Boy Trash. Me and my homie Home Soon, we were just chilling in his uh, closet studio one night. and Closet we were, studio? Yeah. Okay. He just had his uh, little studio set up in his closet, and we were just like, you know, let's make a song. So... We uh, and I had that beat like already found. I found it off YouTube, so it was just a YouTube beat. Randomly sent it to him, uploaded it, and then we sat in the closet for five hours and just made that. We were like, you know what? This is kind of trash, but we like it enough to where like because it's funny that we're gonna post it and see what happens. And so that's kind of the story behind Hot Boy Trash, essentially. Okay, so. you have a, you have a very like. You have the punk grunge background, but then also in the hyper pop scene. Yeah, very hyper pop rage. Hyper pop rage. Okay, yeah. what was your favorite person to go out and see and be like, I want to be like them on stage? Oh God, um, bro, honestly, probably Knuckle Puck. Who? Knuckle Puck. Knuckle Puck. Yeah. Okay. They're more Just- like uh, I don't even know if you'd call like I guess Knuckle Puck is like punk ish kind of, but it's also like 
I don't want to say metal either, but like they have a really good show, and like I enjoyed it when I like saw them, and like the crowd was great, like everything. Um, rap shows are pretty decent too. Like I went to a snot show a couple years ago. Snot, and, like, beautiful. That was uh, that was pretty good, and that kind of inspired me to like go through. But um, yeah, mainly like those two. Unfortunately, I haven't been able like in my lifetime to go to like a lot of concerts and like see a lot of people perform. Okay. It was more just like when I started my music, I got like thrown into performing. And so I started doing it, and that's when I started really seeing people perform. And how young were you whenever you started making music? Because I know you were a young and young. Oh, God. Uh, I've been around music and everything for, like, five years now. Okay. But but how old Like, my you? first song that I ever made was probably when I was, like, 14 years old. That's crazy. And then I gave it up for, like, a while because I was like, I don't think I can do this. Was like, it, like, a rap song? Or dude, was it, yeah, it was, like, oh, a really bad rap song. Jeez, <laughs> It no. was god-awful. I have it somewhere, but it was, uh, I hope that never sees the light of day. Yeah, just one of those so you want to keep in the vault. Yeah, no, okay. it's never coming out. It's never coming out. It's, yeah, no. But then, you know, I picked up again about, like, a year ago now. So uh, I started making music again because all my friends, like, already in the scene convinced me to come back and start making music. Probably, it was, like, right after I turned 18. Okay. So for about a year now. And who has been the most fun that you've made music with? Like, what, either Ooh. artist or producer... Have you, like, made music with, and you're just like, I want to make sure I keep on making music with you? I'd say uh, the most fun producer that I have to work with is probably my producer outside of San Antonio, uh, John Netsfire. Uh, shout out him. But uh, he makes me a lot of cool, fun beats. Like, he did uh, my sample for uh, the Party in the USA beat that I showed you last night. Yeah. That's going to come out soon. Um, the- I'm sampling the original Teen Titans intro. He's doing that, too. The original Teen Titans intro? Yeah, from, like, the cartoon, from, like, Cartoon Network. That's so, amazing. So, yeah, no, we're uh, doing that. He made me that beat. Probably the most fun I've ever had, like, sitting down and thinking about music with somebody is probably my, uh, my homie Doomkazer. Doomkazer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you'll actually see him tomorrow when we're at Harmony. Okay. Um, but he's like, he teaches me a lot every time I'm around him. So it's like, you know, I like to go, I'll record people, do whatever, but like, I always learn something new from him every time I see him and he like teaches me a lot of cool stuff. And um, so, yeah, like working with him is enjoyable every time. Now, what's your reason for wanting to like, I, I, whenever I listen to Party in ATX slash the remix with Party yeah. in the USA, and then also I haven't heard the Teen Titans go like remix yet. Mm-mm. Well, what's your like reason for liking to go back into those kind of like eras and then bring it alive again? Dude, I'm a like, to be honest, I'm like a sucker for uh, like. 2010s era like white girl music oh my and it's like like ironically yes like i still think party rock anthem by lmfao is like the best thing okay. to ever exist you know what that's that's acceptable like black eyed peas era kind <laughs> yeah. Of dude yes. yeah so i want to like sample that and like make it new because i'm like people liked this music so like if i bring it back and do it in a different way then i could kind of bring back that sound and like it makes a cool song. Yeah. So, you know, it's that's really the inspiration behind it. And just, like, even, you know, mixing it with, like, rave stuff, like, anything you hear in a club from, like, 2010 to, like, 2016, 2017. So, stuff like that. Okay. Kind of just diving back into, like, the oldies, so to speak. Well, not oldies, really, but, like, new oldies for us, I yeah, guess, our younger I mean, to me, it was, like, a self. little bit of a better era of music, okay. in my opinion. So, yeah. I just really like that time span. It's, like... For me, it's like early 2000s, I like 
2010s era music I really like, and then 90s. I'm a big fan of like music from the 90s and stuff like that. Now, so. who is your like top two 90s artists then? Oh God. Yeah, I just put you on the spot really quick. Dude, <laughs> you I were playing Poison last night. I was playing Poison, but I I would have to say, well, that's not the artist, but I don't honestly. Okay, I'm gonna take the lame cop out, and I'm gonna say I don't have a favorite artist from okay. the '90s. All right, just because it's a very hard like choice for okay. me to make, for me to sit here and make that. I'll have to sit here and think for like five minutes straight. So then that means Britney Spears, Miley Cyrus, and Selena Gomez are your top three. <laughs> For the 2000s era? Um, no, I'm just kidding. Sure, we'll take that. Yeah, okay. no, for sure. Awesome, beautiful. Um, I love Britney Spears. Um, toxic, I will sing it at every single karaoke <laughs> I go to ever. Now, whenever you're performing, wh- what are the different stages you've gotten to play on? I know Harmony is one of oh, them. Dude, that Harmony I'm, was... I'm going to do a quick shout out. Harmony is a underground show that's happening tomorrow, hosted by one of Slade slash my new friend, Henry. And uh, he came out with merch. He does this underground performance kind of show. We got Luke Booth going on on there, Anarchy, and Henry himself is going on set. Mm-hmm. And tell me a little bit about Harmony while we're here. Dude, Harmony is a little sick project that uh, Henry thought up of, and he's been doing them for like a while now. Uh, this one's going to be number four. Uh, I've performed on number three. Um, but he basically gets like a lot of big artists on there and from like the underground scene and then he also gets newer more coming up artists on there but he does it in a way to where he throws everybody in the mix at different times so you know not everybody's just standing in there for like one of the bigger people's performance and then leaving as soon as somebody smaller goes on yeah it's like so regulated in a way where everybody gets their chance to perform and gets their name out there and it is very beneficial because i still get texts to this day like i think i saw you perform at harmony so it is definitely one of the biggest and best underground shows like in the texas area that's awesome yeah i saw it up on like the underground AIM like Austin Independent Music Instagram mm-hmm. or something yep. and they had that like broadcasted on there which was cool to see it like like the Austin music scene yeah. like also kind of broadcasting that as well um no we love Henry Henry's Henry's sick he's definitely one of the more genuine and good people I still like to work with in this music scene it's so. the, oh, okay so is it easy for you to come across people that you like make music with and you're like, I'm not going to make music with them again? Oh, of course. Yeah, dude. I mean, there's always those people you run into where at first you're just like, oh, yeah, cool. I want to make some music with you. And then uh, some stuff comes out like a little bit later or you just kind of figure out like how they really are. A lot of people in the music scene are like toxic. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not always a fun environment, but I try to just kind of like stay away from that and ignore it because that's not really the part I want to be in. I want to be there for the music, not necessarily the people. Okay. Like the like toxic like the toxicity of people. I okay. Say. I was going to say yeah, that's fair. Um it definitely the haters kind of in the music industry whenever they, you know, label it the cutthroat industry. They definitely mean that yes. 100% because any it's like it's very competitive. So everyone's always wanting to be on top, but also like it's not as supportive as you would imagine. Mm-hmm. Like I would say in San Marcos, I really like the local scene about, you know, most people are coming out to see these local shows and also support the people that are kind of like their friends and also people making music in the area. But then you drive 40 minutes down to Austin and it's like, all right, my music's better than yours. I'm going to cut your throat. It's so territorial in Austin, bro. Like it's, 
Uh, I mean, something I'll, I will say is that, you know, sometimes, you know, people will show you all the love to, like, your face, and then once you're up on that stage, they're nowhere to be found. Yeah, So, you know, it kind of sucks, but that's why I kind of like it out here in San Marcos a little bit more, because, you know, everyone seems really supportive out here. It seems like a nice, like, little scene every time I'm at a show here. Uh, you know, everybody's up there, everybody's watching, everyone's paying attention. Like, um, it's very engaging. It's a very more uh, community driven scene out here, and I like that. Yeah, San Marcos really, I don't know. I, I've loved every bit of the music scene out here. Com- not compared, I will say comparatively 100% to Austin, just because I guess maybe like a decade ago, music was a lot more, you know, taboo. Th- that, but also just engaging with the community in Austin, where it was like more like, I guess hippie and like everyone kind of just like vibed out to everyone yeah. whereas now you go out there and they're like nah this is my music this is my corner I got this music or, it's very territorial yeah and so but like sometimes you know you just miss her also miss her is the name of the next song that was a horrible transition y'all enjoy Alrighty, so that was Miss Her. Yes, sir. And uh, tell me, who do you miss? 
Um, <laughs> well, okay. So I'm pretty sure I say in that song, if I can remember my own lyrics for once, um, that I say, yeah, I still love her, but I don't miss her. Okay. And basically I wrote that about like my ex at the time. Cause basically when we broke up, I kind of like immediately started kind of falling for somebody else and she was witnessing that but like it was it wasn't me being like a bad person or anything it was just mm-hmm. like weird time weird place it was right after it kind of just everything fell right into place and i was like oh okay well i didn't expect this at all but here we are and so it's usually like how it goes the unexpected kind of tips you on the forehead really quickly yeah exactly and uh so i kind of wrote that about the whole situation of my ex being mad at me like seeing me like kind of fall for somebody so sooner or so soon and then also from what the stuff i was dealing with with this other girl but my homie who i made the song with malice he also had just broken up with his ex of like two years so he was also kind of in a little emotional state and so that whole like middle part of the song that's all him and that's kind of him like going through his emotions of dealing with all that and then like having to find somebody new and all that good stuff so yeah no if anything um i don't miss anybody okay yeah that's you know if you take one thing from the show it's that he doesn't miss her um no i'm just kidding but (laughs) um i think it's really cool to see the stages that you've been on um you've performed what at least a good handful of Uh, times i've done oh god since i started performing i think i've done at least 30 shows now oh wow and you know i could go from performing in a food truck part <laughs> yeah. to actually being on a show like Harmony and doing stuff like that. And then, like, this Saturday, uh, I'm doing my second paid show ever um, at the Rabbit Hole, Austin, Texas. Shout out that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, that's going to be really sick. And that's uh, – it's a house venue. So, yeah. you know, like I said, different stages – um, My friend Ryan Dove actually just performed there oh, at really? Rabbit Hole on New Year's Eve and uh, like this past Sunday. Oh, we were going to go to that. And yeah, I was considering, I was in San Marcos, shout out San Marcos, that was a great night. Um, got to see Elephant Ears actually perform on New Year's Eve and they're actually the next up to bat, so y'all stay tuned. But out of all the performances and stages you've been on, what was your like favorite that you've ever done? If we already ran through this, which we might have, I think it was it was Harmony. Harmony was your favorite? Yeah, but definitely. W- okay, then now why? Why was Harmony your favorite? out of? Because you said you've done, like, underground shows. And some of those, like, even house parties and underground are, like, super mosh pit, rave, yeah. high energy, super fun, lots of people. So what, what makes Harmony stand out from all the other ones then? So I'm actually going to change my answer a little bit. It's okay. Harmony, but it's also tied with a show I did at uh, this little food truck park, like I was just talking <laughs> Wait, about. Wait, really? Okay. Yes, that surprisingly was one of my best shows because I like was able to have such good crowd control and everybody was like so onto that. And there was almost the same thing with Harmony too. Um, but you know, at the food truck show, we couldn't get one of my songs to work. Mm. So literally, just I came up with the last ditch effort in my head, and I was just like. Okay, I'm gonna do what all the underground artists do and just do an X song for something while we figure this out. Do an X song, yeah. I love that. So I did yes. it, and everybody loved it. And then we got my song to load, so I was able to keep my performance going even after that little mishap. But uh, with Harmony too, I think I just put a lot of effort into you know getting my like set list perfect for what I wanted on there, 
And then, you know, I was the first person to perform Harmony 3. Like, I was the first opener for that show, so I had to set, like, the, the precedence for the whole show. You had to set the tone for the show. Yeah, yeah and so the... I gave that, like, the most of my energy. By the end of that performance, I was literally, like, on the ground, like, laying down. Just finishing, drained. Yeah, finishing Miss Her, I'm pretty sure, like, just dead on the ground. But, um, yeah, no, like, Harmony, there was a lot of cool people there, you know, I... A lot of cool people who I really look up to got to see me perform, and, you know, I got more tapped in with them. Um, so, you know, just the environment of Harmony as well made it so good. And, you know, with the food truck, all my crowd control and being able to keep that going and everybody being supportive. What does your crowd control look like? Like, is it just is it getting people's hands up? Is it just, like, getting people bopping to it? Is it getting people to sing the same lyrics as you? Dude, it depends on the song, I feel like, or maybe the vibe of the show. But, you know, if I got, you know, more punk stuff that I've made, I'll be like, all right, it's if y'all want to mosh, y'all better get up here right now because after this, we're going into some stuff y'all can dance to. If you don't want to dance, your time to shine is next. Excuse me. But, uh, yeah, no, it's whenever I perform, I get pretty, I don't know, I would say animated with my performances. And, you know, I will run, like, into the crowd and jump up and down, like, with people, like, while I'm performing and do all that stuff. Because, you know, even though I'm performing, I still like to be a part of the crowd. I want to be in the music with the people I'm performing for. Yeah, that's cool. I like I like how kind of you engage yourself to, like, the highest extent of, like, literally putting yourself in the crowd. Yeah. It's cool because I've seen, like, at Suicide Boys concerts, Puyol just randomly emerges from the crowd. <laughs> and he's been moshing the whole time. And then he ends up on stage. And I'm just like, what? How yeah, did... it's okay. so cool. No, I love that. But... Before we start getting off onto any other subject, how do we find you? And Trey, we're going to come back to you on this mic and uh, you tell us how we find you. Um, so my name is the same across all platforms. Uh, it is usually S-L-X-D-E. Um, you know, like my Instagram has some like underscores, whatever. But on all platforms, as long as you look up S-L-X-D-E in all caps, you should be able to find me pretty easily. My profile picture on most of my, you know, music platforms too is literally me in a straight jacket. So it's not going to be that hard to find. Okay. And Trey, if you want to come on, um, how do we find you and your music? Uh, you can mainly find me uh, on social media or <coughs> spelled T-R-E-S-I-X, a.k.a. Schizo. Schizo spelled S-K-I-T-Z-O. Either that, you can find me in the underground. Yep. We love finding him in the underground. Thank you, Trey. And, uh, okay, before we miss her one more time, mm. tell me more about your fashion sense because everyone in San Marcos looks at you like, dude, this man, like, has fashion uncanny to anyone out here. Dude, honestly, uh, shout out my homie Cash and Phila and for putting me on a lot of the fashion stuff I know. Uh, but, honestly, like, I just put together a bunch of crazy stuff. Uh, and... You know, I get myself dressed and like throw together a random outfit. I'm like, okay, if it's coordinated, then it looks good. I feel like it, you say random, but it is such like a strategic random that you do. Like the the gothic emo dark. Like it's not just like it's, there's strategy behind it for okay, sure. Okay, like I will just scroll through Instagram because I'm heavily in like fashion Instagram. But uh, I'll just see an outfit, get inspiration from it, and I'll be like, okay, how can I make this? uh and like with what i have and so i'll throw something together or you know i have i spend a little bit too much money on clothes but you know okay. like we're working on it that's fair i just want to be i don't 
I want to stand out. I like standing out. So I put together something and I'm just, you know, how can this, you know, draw attention, stuff like that. Even when I perform, I like to look crazy just because, you know, it adds something to the performance. It gives something for like people to remember you by as well. Like it's more memorable. What's the craziest fit you've worn for a show? Oh, uh, so far, probably harmony because I put myself in a literal straight jacket and a literal like a like a straight jacket like yes okay all right, I just want to make sure I heard that and okay. I like ripped the I ripped the hand parts off and <laughs> so I performed in a straight jacket threw on some like trip pants docks and my like mask with like my antlers on it and stuff like that my custom one yeah so I was just like I'm gonna make this just the craziest fit ever and you know see what happens in the pictures that I got from that and like the videos it's just cool and like i really kind of like what i put together there but sometimes it's really just what is the craziest combination of things i can put together and like draw attention i like it and lastly before we go what is the biggest thing you're looking forward to throughout this year in your music sense of lifestyle 2024 uh we're gonna be up i really want to crack down on shows and being more consistent with my releasing schedule um, and hopefully do my first tour this year. So that are the, like that's my goals for 2024. And you know we'll see how it goes. But I'm gonna make sure I'm getting up there. I'm gonna make my name way bigger this year. Are there any projects in the making right now that we should know about? Yes, uh, my uh, party in the USA sample song coming out with Cash and Phila that will probably be out by the end of the month. So uh, that's definitely something to look forward to. The beat's really good. My producer did a great job on that. Cash is laying down his verse, and you know, hopefully, we'll go viral from that. That yeah. song has viral potential, so I, I want I it like to go it. viral. Okay. Is uh, whenever you're making music, I'm just trying to get it right to the hour mark. But do you, are you aiming to go viral? Are you aiming to like pursue something or push out music that's like, oh, I feel this and I've been feeling this, or like, kind of what's your like quick three-step process for making a song? So I don't always want it to necessarily go viral because, you know, I think slower rise to being well-known is better than just immediately shooting to success and then trying to maintain that and yeah. always trying to live up to the one thing that you did. But that song, I just feel a certain type of way about it to where I want that to be really heard and then I want it to be talked about. And then I'm going to come back and release something even crazier than that. So I want it to kind of be like a preemptive thing for like... Like a preliminary some, to yeah, more crazy. Yeah, some crazy stuff's about to come out after this. Well, I'm going to miss you on the show. We're going to miss her. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Slade. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mitchell, for having me. And uh, y'all enjoy the song and then a quick station ID break. Man. 
get me this feeling in my body it feels like you might arrest me my heart is wrapped around your finger that's where i want it though i want to feel your warm embrace i'm standing under mistletoe just kiss me soft and kiss me slow i really want to know just tell me everything i want to hear it's not impossible philosophical you're acting philosophical you push me away as if i am some kind of obstacle please tell me you love me i know you don't trust me let's not make assumptions heart filled with corruption please tell me you love me i know you don't trust me let's not make assumptions heart filled with corruption tell her that i love her but i don't miss her tell me how to feel when i went and kissed her it circles in my mind feel like i'm playing twister KZSM.org, KZSM, LPFM, 104.1, San Marcos, Texas, 78666. We are that kind of radio station you wish you had again. All right, all right. That was Mr. by Slade, and today we have for the final hour of the show, Elephant Ears, if y'all want to introduce yourselves. Hi, uh, I'm Zach. I'm Creighton. Name's Andrew. And they are elephant ears. Okay, so what is y'all's position all like in the band? Um, I'm play guitar. Play the bass. Do some singing. Yeah, I'm the drummer. I don't yeah. sing. And I so, sing sometimes. Zach do some singing. Zach do some singing? Oh yeah, Zach got that angel voice. For real. I love to see it. No, it was amazing getting to see y'all on New Year's Eve during the tr- like the you know the ball drop, minute drop. Oh yeah. And y'all were just jamming <laughs> on stage, going crazy. That, how was that experience? That was amazing. That was such a fun show. And I think it's such a great way to bring in the new year. And it was funny, too, just, like, going through. No one really gave us the time signature for, like, do the countdown. They told us two minutes. But yeah, I, I was trying. I yeah. was like, there's one minute left. And then we just kind of, like, you are just jamming, like, completely. But I do love I think that's a... Because we did the two solos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but no better way than just end and be like, happy new year. And then everyone just starts moshing and getting crazy and getting down. It was, it was a lot of fun. Good way to... To see the start of 2024, I think is a beautiful way. What what venue have y'all played at in San Marcos that's been y'all's like favorite to play at so far? I think usually the porch is kind of our favorite spot. It's like a right on the square. It's like all the homies that there. The we know the guy that like books the porch. So Will. Yeah, shout Will. Out boy, yeah, Willie. shout out Will. Shout out Will. I hope his foot gets better. Hope his foot yeah, gets bro. better. Yeah. We, are, we are starting. We are gonna have some fundraiser shows coming up for getting Will's foot foot fix and stuff he's got a bunch of things that's so. awesome i heard uh, i think 
I don't know if this is like, I'm pretty sure it's public now, but Kenny Normal is opening uh, next Wednesday instead of You on a Wednesday, and they're doing like a little, like a mini show. And so, unfortunately, Will won't be up there, but we can still love Will with Kenny Normal. Oh, yeah. Go support. Of course. Now, y'all make some very interesting songs, I'll say. Um, Where was your like general inspiration for these songs? Like, Rob was out here saying that you made songs from like, Going to get someone a gift at the store. Oh yeah, Rob's <laughs> talking about so starting the San Marcos flea market. We do we do some jamming, and so it'd just be a mix of all the homies, a bunch of different bands, and we would just set up and do some do some live jams. We just freestyle over the mics and just kind of talk about stuff going around the market. Okay, but a lot of our inspiration, like Elephant Ear stuff, it's cool. We all listen to a lot of very different genres and types of music and it's cool whenever we bring it together like we'll find a cool song and then like put it in our group message and be like oh check this one out and just like and kind of draw a little inspiration and things from that and yeah just cool. like trying to find songs we like and then mix those together in a way but it's all over the place i definitely say it's all over the place now straight to the drummer um do, doesn't the drummer have to be a little like crazy like crackhead energy whenever you're going on stage <laughs> like i mean I mean, <laughs> honestly, a lot of the drummers that I see around town, they just be, like, not doing nothing. They just be back there. But, I mean, they're killing it. Don't get me wrong. Okay, like, They're that's fair. absolutely murdering the in music, the zone, yeah. you know. But, I don't know, a lot of people, after I get off the stage, they're just like, man, I love watching you drum. Like, you're just hitting, you know, the drums so hard, man. Like, putting on your own show. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm just doing my thing. I'm in my own world. I'm just... Trying to trying to stay in, in time. make sure I'm on beat. <laughs> really, you know that's about it. So we're gonna jump right into waiting, which is a little snippet from Live at the Porch. Is mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Well, y'all stay tuned and enjoy.
waiting for that one. Alrighty, that was waiting live at the porch. And speaking of live at the porch, whenever y'all are going on stage, um, y'all all have like long hair. And so I like love that. I love how everyone's got like the the flow, so to speak. Now, what's your favorite part about like do y'all all do like the headbang whenever you're on stage? Or is it just like kind of a part of the the group collective of just like don't cut it, like don't do it? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's all like once we if we really lock in and we're all feeling real tight, then you kind of allow yourself to get loose. That makes sense. Honestly, it's just a coincidence. We just all have long hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 100%. I think it's part of it too. We're just like, you know, because it's funny because we asked we all, at least me and the infrastructure, started with shorter hair. Yeah, they copied And it. then, like, came to college. I was like, I'm going to start Shoot. throwing it out. And um, we started started flowing. And it was like, oh, wait. It's great. I didn't realize my hair would get curly until I did grow it out. And I was like, oh, this. This is actually pretty cool. I, I like feeling a little breeze, being able to shake a little something on stage. It's nice. It's I cut my hair like this past like end of the year, and I regret it so quickly because yeah. I have like curly hair and like it, it's not not nearly as was long as y'all's, which you know respect to the no cut, but. It definitely plays into whenever you're on stage and getting everyone involved, I'd say, because, you know, once you start, they start seeing you do it, and then they're just easily more, like, I guess, enticed to just start, you know, going with the music, going with the flow, like, literally and figuratively. But uh, speaking of shows, what are some top shows y'all are looking forward to this year? I'd say it's a big, big show coming up. will be this 14th. Happening at Zellix for the Martian culture. Okay. Getting down for all the all the Sam Marcus people trying to get crazy. The Sam Martians, so to speak. Another big big show coming up is the Future Music Showcase in South by Southwest. Happening in March, that second weekend, the 15th and 16th. A lot of huge international acts and people coming and touring through. It's such a great experience. You really get to meet so many cool artists just from all these different places. All you know, playing these huge shows and then. Being able to be on the share the stage with them and, and share that that moment is so cool because you never know who you're gonna meet and just who's in the crowd and everyone love everyone's just there for a good time and it's, it's a beautiful space. How was y'all's experience last year at South by Southwest? I heard y'all played at what was it Shiners? Yeah, Shiners Saloon out there is where they do the showcase and we've played it what the last two years in a row, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, it just gets better every time. I think this year is gonna be even cooler exactly. out there on the rooftop. Yeah, you're just like in the middle of the city and there's like all the skyscrapers surrounding you and you're just like the rooftop bar right there. And the, like I said, there were so many people. It was packed out. There's a bottom stage too, so. It, yeah, like three levels of stages where you can go inside if you want to hear a different band or like downstairs if you want to hear a different kind of music. So it's like kind of just like literally like a hotel full of just like different floors of music. Yeah. Now, what other what was the other type of music that y'all were like playing with? Was it all just very diverse or was it kind of similar or... That's beautiful. It was very diverse of all all different types. A lot of good groove, but up to me, also some bands going hard, some people getting crazy, other punk stuff. Like we had yeah. a really cool punk band coming from Ireland that absolutely killed it, you know, Winona Bleach. And then also like some beautiful like solo acts of just like other touring yeah. people. A lot of jazz stuff, a lot of indie funk, blues. Okay. I mean, it's all in there. It's it's a really cool thing just seeing seeing it all come together and all the different inspiration too because I know it was over like 45 different acts and I think 20 of them were from out of the out of the country and just like coming from all that you get to really really hear the sound of 
of what people are doing over there and it's cool because like you know they play that showcase and then they're playing like other huge shows around Austin or they're on like a giant tour and just they just so happen to be just playing this there. one as well it's I know that like week or two that they're doing South by Southwest I mean people are flying in from all over the world so y'all are getting to meet like literally all these different types of countries and different types of music uh, who has been like one of the coolest people y'all have gotten to meet at like some of these showcases Mega Red Rum Club. Yeah, all the homies in the Red Rum Club. Red Rum Club. Really, really cool. Really awesome group out of the UK. They're doing like huge American tour. They sold out like giant stadium wow. in the UK. Like they're like huge, super nice guys and just really awesome. It was cool. We were just kicking in the elevator, getting stuff ready before and just talking about the show. And they even invited like after the show, they're like we got a show in Mexico this next week. Yo, you gotta try to roll with, and I was trying to go to a show. I was gonna in make Mexico? it. Ah, uh, no, that's the comp. I should have dropped everything and just gone. But it was, but it was super cool, just because you know, you never know who who you meet, and it's it's been awesome. It's been awesome. Now, are any of y'all in school right now, or are y'all like full time music? What's the what's the Rundown. Now we're all just like working and doing music as much as we can. Do y'all like? Is your work tied into music, or is it just like that job that you, most musicians have to like make money for the music kind of thing? Yeah, mostly. I'd say Creighton works for Apogee. Yeah. So okay. He does that kind of full-time music. Yeah, hundred percent. It's cool being on both sides of you know you get the real full perspective of what it is as an artist playing a show and like what you want, what you expect, as well as on the other side too of someone putting together a show and like what it takes to like organize and get people out for an event and like who to book and how to book it and just how to make sure the event has a nice flow with it and it's it's cool seeing both sides. sides. You know you get to understand a bit more too because you know I feel like at times you're like you're being like oh why am I not getting put why are we not playing this or why are we not doing that and then it's like you also get to see kind of what it what it takes or how these other people are booking out yeah, other venues and club scenes and but it's cool. Do you enjoy, like, working with Apogee and how they put on shows? Because it's really cool, like, getting to see, like, their logo on most, like, the San Martian or, like, everything kind of San Marcos community yeah. local music scene. They are very, like, tied into that, like, firsthand, so. Definitely. It's, um, it's been a lot of fun, and it, it really is a lot of the San Marcos music scene seeing it come together, and it's just so supportive, and so, like, trying to bring everyone up and, like, a uplifting thing, give people opportunities and shine, and it's a it's a great thing to be a part of. Besides that, like Martian Arts Fest happened this past September. Mm-hmm. Really cool, like you know, three day overnight camp and music festival. That's Something very, crazy. You know, unique and special to San Marcos to have, and it's cool to kind of be a part. Of kind of those things to try to elevate and try to try to bring that scene here and kind of expunk as. Yeah. There's so many talented people here in this town. It's yeah, crazy. And then, like, yeah, they deserve more of a platform, too, to be able to do their thing. Cause, like, this is such a crazy spot for music in terms of, like, not it being that big of a town, but having this many people that are, like, into music and that it, kind of stuff. The community is so diverse and so, like, in so many different genres. It's crazy, like, that it's all just here in San Marcos. Like, yes, you can go to Austin, and, of course, it's, like, the, the capital of music and yeah. everything like that, but then you also come to San Marcos, and it's, like, you're in a whole other world of just, like, every type of music and all these, like, almost everyone you meet is, like, oh, wait, I didn't even know, you. like, you were a musician or an instrumentalist or a producer or yeah. an artist or a singer. And so it's really cool to see how many people are in music. Sometimes they're just passing through. Also passing, just passing through. Oh, is the name yeah. And the next song. <laughs> so cheers. Y'all enjoy. Yes, Have a smoke.
well. Uh, as we were just passing through, I got to find out that that was a release for a song. So tell me, like, that's the first time the song's been, like, I guess, released ever? Yeah, it's the first time anybody besides us has heard it, the recorded version of it at least. Okay, that's awesome. That's, that's a fun little groove that we like to do in a lot of our live shows. It's kind of in between, and it kind of fits between these two songs really well. So I just have it like, you know, we need to we need to just chop it up. It's time to get it out there. It's just such a fun, smooth little groove. And, it's, and I love the name of it just passing through and how you said it's structured to be in between two songs. So it's mm-hmm. like you got song A just passing through, and then song yeah. B, and then it <laughs> kind of like transitioned into all like the other music you make. That's fun. Um, who, which big three inspirations do y'all most take from? Because I know y'all said like everywhere. Everywhere is kind of vague in a little sense. Everywhere's of course, a little, little bit vague. Yeah. Yeah, we're all very different in our music tastes, but I would say me mainly is like 60s, 70s, anything 60s, 70s, and also like grunge and 90s alternative. Okay. I think, we, yeah, go around, we'll just go around like the, the square table and see. I would say, yeah, it's. Such a mix. I love a mix like the psych rock group, a lot of funky stuff. I'm a big, big funk fan. I like kind of the more upbeat kind of grooving of it. I'd say big, like, you know, bass inspiration would be like Bootsy Collins or as well as Fleet. A lot of Chili Pepper influence yeah, too. Chili okay. Pepper. I really, really like the Chili Peppers a lot. I, I can respect that. It's a good time as well, you know, just like Mavericks, you know, Between the Stones, you know, all the, all, all the legends, but it's just. I also respect the Stones a lot too. Just how the diversity of music as well, like being being able to touch different genres and stuff within it, and a lot of cool inspirations. Okay, and to the drummer, your inspirations for it? Uh, I would say mainly I'm a big hip hop guy. Okay. I'm a big rap guy, but doing like the band stuff lately, um, man, John Bottom is unbeatable. Led Zeppelin's drummer, Nirvana, Jimi Hendrix. Um, those kind of guys, but like you know, I'm like when they say everything, like funk music, you know, everything, 60s, 70s music that Zach's been showing me lately, and now I'm just like, oh, I have a whole new appreciation and like understanding all music now, you know, country music. Yeah, you yeah. kind of get like the whole like well balanced round view of it because there's so much music. Like every genre's got drums. Yeah, you know? and that's what I really exactly. like about it. Like trying to get. The stuff I like and the stuff they like and like make it work into a new type of thing. Like especially like I think the way Medina thinks about music is more in terms of like the beat or the, like the production of it. And like yeah he just like we'll have the same idea but we hear it differently in our head. And it's like trying to communicate that to each other is a cool thing. It is like a, a, like a language you gotta learn how to like communicate through like music and tones and it's like oh you're gonna do this and i'm just gonna fill in the space you know play on the groove yeah well y'all just like start jamming sometimes and just like kind of be playing around like you'll play around on the drums and like bass and guitar and then y'all like freestyle and y'all just start singing or is it just like y'all kind of have something written out and y'all have like something like a kind of like a guide to go by whenever you're working on a song or how does that kind of play out yeah every song's different i feel like usually like one of us will come with something like I'll have a riff or Medina will have a drum part and like we'll kind of build up the structure of the song and then usually I feel like lyrics usually come last always yeah. the group lyrics come last always. always I like that was like it's always the hardest part okay 
So the beat for y'all is like pretty easy to come yeah, up with. Yeah, the music and like that stuff, especially if you're like working in a style or a genre, like you kind of have the conventions of that genre to like guide you. Um, we can come up with a song in like maybe five to ten minutes, but then we'll sit there for months and just be like, okay, what do we? I mean, we have so many songs. Yeah, we have like probably a hundred songs backlog that like just we don't know what to talk about or what to like the vocals to go behind yeah. like the like the music so to speak yeah after every practice we're just like we need to redo this one it's just us playing like our recordings on yeah. our phones and stuff <laughs> <laughs> just going back through like the back catalogs and saying like oh that's good that's oh, I have, good like hundreds of videos on my phone of just like little riffs and stuff yeah okay and y'all like go into like a studio to do this or y'all just at someone's house and y'all are just like all right we're just gonna mix it up now we're in their living room okay for real yeah you should see our setup it's literally like our couches in a in a rectangle and it like surrounding my drums so that way like the walls won't bounce like desks all against (laughs) one wall couches on the other wall and then just drums in the middle (laughs) so it's like center stage is like medina up there just like okay and then you're like soundproofing as the couches and everything. Yeah. We'll put his very amp primitive. in another room so it won't <laughs> Wait, pick what? up by the microphone. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Multiple hours of and days of just moving like, stuff around. Oh, and this is a bad out. recording. This one's good. What do we need to do? You know. I'm kind of mixing around and yeah, playing with the puzzle pieces. Figuring it out. Because I'm not paying some guy $600. I was good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be like that. I know. Uh, soon coming shortly on this show, we're going to start sponsoring Cigar Vault and the Shelter Studio, which Desmond okay. is the kind of studio engineer right now over there. And it's like a little, it's like hidden. Like no one knows about the studio that's in the Cigar Vault. But now, hopefully yeah, you do. I haven't even heard of it. Exactly. Cool. What's Cigar Vault? So, right over here. <laughs> oh, okay. So right okay. next to Green Parrot and Valentino's. There's a studio in there? There's a whole Cigar Vault. And in the back. There's an entire studio, like really? whole studio, yeah, and it's so it's such like a niche. Like you go into the vault, you know, you get your cigar and then you leave. But it's like no, you can get you know get a cigar and then go kick a song in record the back. Record a banger like, real quick. Yeah, record a banger. Smoke a stogie. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so definitely want to promote and prompt them even before anything for the new year. I'm excited to see what they're gonna start, you know, coming out with with. You know, a new studio engineer. They've had Luis back there. They've had DJ Bartley back there before. So it's going to be some interesting music. But uh, whenever I know I'm making a podcast or making music, I get paranoid. Oh, I'm just playing. Paranoid Ooh. is the name of the next song. Y'all stay tuned. <laughs> hey. Looking out the windows, locking all the doors.
So we're considering doing a little freestyle uh, live <laughs> now because uh, you know we got our nice break in during the hour of the hour, and uh, that was paranoid. So no one's paranoid here. We we chilling. It's San Marcos. We San Martians out here. But uh, tell me, what was the what was the process in making paranoid? Like what was the? Yeah, you know, paranoid was probably actually the, first, the song. first song we all wrote together. Like we were in their apartment at the point over here. And I think we had the idea, like I just had this chord progression of those three chords. And uh, I really like the idea of having like all these different segments of like, we can mix different genres, but there's like a punk section, a reggae section, like a rock section. And uh, yeah, we recorded it on Medina's computer. And do y'all mix everything yourselves? Yeah, we all mix What do y'all use to mix? Ourselves. I use Ableton and then Andrew uses FL. Yeah. Okay. He'll mix it in Ableton, all the recording stuff, and then he'll send me the recordings, like the MP3s or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I'll also mix and master it on FL Studio, and then we'll send them back and forth to each other, and like and kind of just mix and yeah. master your own stuff. What What's been your experience using Ableton? Like, do you like it? Like, is that your favorite so far? Have you used other programs? Yeah, that's probably the one I understand. Like, it's just intuitively. The design of it i get the best and like i like the features of it um i've only used a couple other ones like i've seen them use fl but i've never like actually used it like sat down and learned it but uh yeah i don't know i like ableton okay it's like once i got into it or also craig uses logic sometimes logic's real simple like, i was gonna say logic is like the one that i hear either it, logic fl ableton's another one yeah that's I probably hear. like the top three besides like pro tools and GarageBand. Yeah, I, I mean, Joji uses GarageBand for all his songs, and he's you know up there. Yeah, but I found that 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 out the other day. I was like, really, GarageBand? That's what you're using? Okay. I mean, go off, King. But yeah. and uh, it's just <laughs> interesting too. Like all three of us have a different one, so like sending stuff back and forth to each other, like different programs to yeah. mix and master your own music. I love that. Uh, Fruity Loops, FL. Yeah. How, how how'd you get into that? Cause I like when I look at a program at first, I'm just like, this is another language. Like I, yeah. am, wow. A spaceship. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I've entered the UFO and I don't know how to land. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, for the first like three months, I didn't even know that I could change the BPM in Fruity Loops. <laughs> I'm so serious. <laughs> like that's how like musically illiterate I was. I. Everything I tried to do, I made it so hard on myself because I would make it in time in a pattern and then have to put it on like the heads up display on Fruity Loops to where it would match in time. It was a difficult process, but now I'm a I'm a wizard. Okay, I lo yeah, I'd love to see that. But and Creighton with Logic, okay. What yeah. I love how all three of y'all are using huh. different platforms too. That's great. I love that. But it's a cool little mix. Shout out the boy Jeffrey Testa. Oh yeah, shout out Jazzy Jeff Testa. Jazzy Jeff Testa, absolute genius, For wizard, real. super, super yeah, with great technology. Guy. Just technology, like, awesome. He's he's a big part of honestly of us getting into music. He was one of our random roommates. Me and we grew up with each other from Conroe, and then you know moved in together. At the point we had two random, and then Jeff was just a. Absolute blessing of like a dude just you know I was able to you know get us some really cool help us build our computers to be able to do like recording stuff with it and help us give us FL and, yeah. really? a bunch of packs and 
bunch of cool stuff. So shout out Jazzy Jeff. Gotta gotta give the boy his flowers because he's a big you know. As we came in, because that was another part of it too. Like I really came into making music after coming to college and doing stuff like the whole time growing up. Like always really loved music and always you know but in the back like freestyling on the bus and doing stuff like that. Yeah. But then I was like, oh wait, I want to actually learn how to make. Music. Real music, you know what I mean, yeah. and be able to like put stuff together and figure things out. So, just been a big part of that too. Just kind of giving us the tools to then help create it and make it happen. So, I picked out that. So you're from Conroe. Yeah. And you're from Conroe. Yes, sir. And yeah. And I'm from Odessa, Texas, out west Texas. Okay. Yeah, Word. Nothing out there. Have you ever seen nothing. the movie Friday Night Lights? Oh yeah, Friday Night Lights. You ever seen it? I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I haven't. I have a lot of family on Conroe, so like I was, I, oh, okay. I worked at the Home Depot there for a while. Learned Spanish really quickly. Yeah. And so, <laughs> it, was, yeah, it was great. It was great. I worked in lumber and picked up wood all day. It was oh, yeah. great. Um, no, but did y'all all come together in San Marcos to like begin making music? Is that kind of like how y'all met? Yeah. So we all, me and Creighton, met through the outdoor club at Texas State. The outdoor and he club? was out there in Sewell Park pushing a shopping cart with birds in it. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 what? Birds in a shopping I cart? Got, Little I parakeets. Have, <laughs> I have two parakeets. Okay. I have, and so I made this contraption. I stole a golfing, or a, one of the Shop shopping cart. carts from H-E-B, and I got like some chicken, like, wire. Some chicken wire that was real t- tight enough to make it the cage and just put it over the top. And I had a little two layers in it. So I was living at the point. So I was able to like push it just to like a, Sewell, you know what I mean? And go there and back. So you were walking your birds. I was walking my birds. The craziest oh, wow. person. <laughs> this tall guy walking, pushing the shopping cart of birds. And I'm like, well, I got to meet him. Yeah, <laughs> I would definitely just be like, um, huh? So wait, what are their names? So we got Pop Rocks and Flacco. Pop Rocks and Flacco. Okay, definitely want to have them on the show too sometime. Yeah, I'm gonna bring them. They, they got a lot to say. That, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that's how y'all two meet. Y'all met. Is that yeah, like so we the, met on the so yeah that was on like a camping trip. outdoor club meeting, and then we went on a camping trip together at U Camp up in Wimberley, and our friend Brandon Blevins, he was like, you should start a band with my friend Creighton. And I'd been looking for people to start a band because, like, nobody in my hometown wanted to start a band. Like, nobody out there does music. Cheers to Odessa. And so, like, yeah, first person <laughs> I found, I was like, oh, okay, I'll be in a band with them. Yeah, like, let's do it. We can make it work in the jam that night. And then we had a different guy in the band for a while, Brave, and he was also, we also met him through the outdoor club. But, uh, yeah, and then I, I would just come back to their house, their apartment, and we'd make music. And then yeah, I think... What we just tried to get Medina in, and I think at the first I was like, didn't want you in, because <laughs> I was like, oh, it's gonna make it all more complicated. Oh, uh, more people. But honestly, yeah, it's been a blessing, like just having him as a drummer. Like, how'd you meet Medina? How'd y'all like get Medina in? Like, so he was just their roommate, and like we okay. would come over, and he would show me beats and stuff, or like we would go and record on his computer in there, and I would just hear him in there like making beats and stuff, and I'm like, oh, and we gotta. Yeah, why not? Just mix it all together. Why not? Just yeah. Well, yeah, combine all forces on this. Like, yeah, he's already here. We Mind you, I had never played a drum set in my entire life. Wait, what? 
You just you were making beats and then you just switched to all right. I'm and then one day I just show up and there's a drum set in their living room and they're like, yeah, we want Medina to be the drummer. I bought it for eighty dollars, the whole kit. That's a good kit. It's great. That respectable price too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> man's got it on the low. And dude, he it just what it didn't have a seat. Okay. And he was like, I feel so bad, man. Like I thought I had everything, and I was like, it's all good. He's like, I'll give it to you eighty bucks. Dang. Yeah, Damn. I was like, say less. Yeah, you got yourself. Here, here's the money. Take it now. Yeah. That's crazy. So did you just, like, pick up drums quickly? Or how was the process in learning that? I mean, it was tough. <laughs> it was hard. I was learning how to play the drums as we're getting booked to play shows here. Whoa, that's, like, crazy fast. Yeah. Like, you're, like, we're already going on stage, and I'm still learning one plus one. Because like, you played it at much. the first show we did, right? Yeah, the first yeah. show we ever did so you was at our, by that our new house. Um that we live at now and we're doing like a housewarming like house when show when was that? that was 19 or 20? yeah like 29 the end of probably 2019 or so yeah. and it was popping that's like pre. October that's like what y'all started pre-COVID doing this? yep wow so we started yeah right before COVID and honestly that messed up a lot of stuff like I, we were getting ready to go and it was like 2020 is gonna be the year bro <laughs> yeah, I remember that you know? I could second that. We were saying that, dog. Tony's going to be it. Uh Uh-huh. Not. Yeah, so it kind of sucks. Like, we kind of feel like just now we're getting to the point where we could have been, like, a long time ago. But I think everybody feels like that, too. So Yeah, I kind of got, like, a two-year cut off the life stem. But, you know. And now, where did the name Elephant Ears come from? Like, who was just like, we're going to go with (laughs) Elephant Ears? Like... So I was working on the river as a river monitor, and I had the best job on the planet. I was going to say a river monitor. I, I, I was paid to sit on this beach and tell people, you can't stop on the beach. And that was my only rule. And I'd just sit up there, and I was like, you know, pick up trash, you know, do it, make sure people aren't littering, and yeah. like yell at people littering, and just be like, oh, yeah, you can't stop here. Just keep on floating. So I'd just be out there just, like, playing, jamming with my guitar. And maybe sitting, sitting out there just watching the beautiful water, very, the most beautiful place, too, yeah. on the river. There's a little, like, rapids, waterfalls. There's... Just huge patch of elephant ears across the river. And so you'd just be looking at them Wait, every day. El- oh, like the plant. Yeah, so they're okay. a plant. I was just thinking like an actual elephant and their ears. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> 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 so the big old plants are over there. They're some cool plant. And then, you know, Zach come out and we do some jamming out there. And it just, it made sense. of just like elephant ears just flowed so well. Yeah, we had a bunch of other name ideas, but they were all just not it. Well, uh, can you name like two other name ideas that y'all might I th- have? I think one of the one of the word. I'm glad we didn't go. Out. You're telling yours, and I'll tell him mine. I mean, Zach <laughs> came up. He's like, "What about neon napalm?" Neon napalm. <laughs> it's a good name, but just not for the music we play. Not for our music. It doesn't fit the vibe. But tell me, if we were if we were a hardcore band, neon, that would go hard. Neon Napalm. Neon All napalm. right. Okay. And then uh, Zach, what was your name for it? Well, that was the one I had. Okay, that was your name was Neon Napalm. That's what I wanted it to be, but it and didn't go that direction. Crazy <laughs> laugh is killing me right now. I'm sorry. And then they had. Oh, we oh, were the yeah, high, class high class hippies. hippies high class hippies. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That could that could vibe. I think elephant ears just like I don't know. It's more of a it, neutral name. It, yeah. It's neutral. It stands. It stands out like on its own. Um, I'm glad we're not all two fools, but I've been a fool. Been a fool's the name of the next song. Let's uh, be a little fool and listen.
All right, so uh, we're live <laughs> in the station, and uh, I just got word my boy Creighton has a pimp in caddy. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me about this caddy, bro. For it's real. a smooth old 1985 Cadillac Eldorado Oh baby blue, white drop top. It's clean, man. Some horns on the front. Oh, okay. It's, That's old school. It's a way to cruise. Man. And I love it. You kept it since you were 16. So, like, you yeah. kept that in pristine. Yeah, it's my first car. So, it's been it's been a beauty. Just like, and it's crazy, too, because it's like, man, thinking of how cool it is now, imagine how much even cooler it's going to be in another 10, 20 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, 
there aren't going to be like any of these cars left. Exactly. You know, and it's a uh, it's a trip because I'll be honest, bought it. It's not really like a crazy expensive or like super valuable car, but it's like they've just gotten so rare over the past couple of years where now it's like starting to hit a little little dip back up where it's, yeah. now it's a classic and it's like all right sweet, vintage so. sway yeah all right well since this is uncharted frequencies and you never know what's coming next we're gonna go know. into a live freestyle by elephant ears <laughs> yeah, right yeah. here right now drop a beat boys so Let's someone's gonna drop a beat <laughs> and they're just gonna go off all what right what you think this needs to be what do you think the people need to hear man uh the key word is caddy the caddy man yeah the caddy ever 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 ever, ever. let's get it <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me like that. No. I, need some, I, need, I need some table drum or something. Uh, Alright, let's get it. Uh huh. I'll be riding in my caddy for the day. You could see me on the street. I'm on Hopkins on the way to the studio. Got my homie Minchie got in, they got duty though. Because the fruity loops they looping, I get moving. The elephant in the room, and now it's me. Cause my ears that you want it, cause they can see it in between. If you get it, I want it. But my paper getting played, and I hop in the studio, and I see my homie Slade. I'm like, hey, like what's popping? Like maybe my homie Mitch. Rob him, he ain't robbing, but rob him up in this. I ain't gotta even say it, cause maybe this inflated, but it's complicated. So maybe I might just make it with the boy Young Zach to the left on the mic. And that young Medina hitting with the beat on tight. And with the Mitch on the snap of the finger, let him know. And I rap on his beat with no rap on the flow. Tell him, Mitch. Hey, hey, tell him, Mitch. Hey, hey, tell him, Mitch. <laughs> Hey, I tell him, Mitch. That was absolutely amazing. Round of applause for the boys. That was awesome. <laughs> Never done that before ever on the show. Advice, and y'all killed it. Uncharted, Uncharted freestyles. Uncharted as, as crap. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was amazing. <laughs> I love that. That was awesome. Uh, we're going to dive into waiting right now while we regroup after amazing Cypher from yeah. Creighton and Boys. <laughs> so uh, stay tuned and stay jamming. This one's coming soon.
Alright, I think all of us are still just absolutely in awe of what just happened inside the station right now. That was beautiful, gorgeous, fire, fuego, all of the above. Um, what is it? Zach was saying that he's done a... Uh, Creighton has done a freestyle and then just like included Spanish yeah, into switched it. switched into Spanish into it. Just crazy the yeah. way he's just like, once he's in it, he's in it. Okay, tell me. It's wait, crazy. Is there no process? It's just like off the dome, you're just like going. Like, it's just off the dome. I feel like if you try to structure it or if you try to be like, oh, I really want to say this bar or do something, it's not going to come out the same. It's not like you, you can feel it. I feel like people can hear it whenever it's like there's something written or like it's already like premeditated. Yeah. There's just something beautiful about it being truly in the flow that I think you can feel and just tell by by the schemes. That's why I'm cool. I have a freestyle. You know, sometimes it's not like I always love it too. Whenever you hit like a part where it like stutters down, but then you just like bring it back up and you're like, then you find it again, and then it just like hits a whole nother like different way and just a different way to say things. It's cool. I I mean. I'm all about no scripts, especially because, like, whenever I have people come on the show, I'm not giving y'all questions beforehand to think about, like, ooh, what am I going to say? It's yeah. like, no, whatever's asked is just, like, live yeah. and what we're going to do. And that freestyle was totally not in the schedule yeah. today <laughs> at all. That was uncharted for sure, but that was amazing. I love to see that. That. Um, how long have y'all been making music together cumulatively? So, like, since 2019? So we started, yeah, we came to Texas State, what, 2019, and then probably restarted it, like, 2020, 2021, like, re-getting it back together into a different thing. So okay. I guess, yeah, probably, yeah, about four or five years now, yeah. That's pretty crazy. Four, that's crazy. Yeah, no, that's awesome. We're going into 24 right now, and yeah. it's like, yeah, definitely started off the year super strong from having that performance right at the porch, and then, you know, first week on, also hopping on the on. radio, doing, yeah. a, like, a like a song premiere which was, what was it? Just Passing Through? Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to hear that out. Um, where can everyone find y'all? Like, platform, Instagrams, all that Yeah, jazz. we're on mainly Instagram, at Elephant Ears Music. I mean, we're on Spotify, Bandcamp, YouTube, all that. Apple Music. Yeah. Apple Music, of course. Of course. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I am on Apple Music. So, but all yeah. of them. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, now, right y'all's individual Instagram, too. Give yourself a shout-out. Uh, my Instagram is... Z A C underscore underscore Martin. Cray Money thirty three. C R E Y M O N E Y thirty three. Cray Money thirty three. So my first name is Creighton and my last name's Coin. Oh whoa. So okay. you fair seventh grade me like making an Instagram. Okay, yeah. Cray Money, you know what I mean? Cray I money. Like, okay. And um so I said if you want to find me. <laughs> and Medina? Mine is uh, Mango underscore Carson underscore music. Um, that's my like other alias that I go by. Hey. Me and Creighton actually have a whole EP out under Friday Mom. If y'all want to go check that out as well. Under Friday Mom? Friday, Friday Mom. Friday Mob. Mom. Mom. Like okay. Spotify. Yeah. Okay. Word. Cheers. It's just this like little dumb group we just came up with the other day. We're like, hey, let's just. I, I made these songs and I produced them and obviously Creighton can rap. So we're like, hey. Just put out these songs, and um, so just like being able to tap into both having other like hip hop and other drop more crazy EDM stuff. But Dina's also a super talented, amazing DJ. Now he does a bunch of other stuff too. Oh, yeah. That's where like a big part of his other things too, just overall music knowledge and other sense of rhythm and stuff. So he goes yeah. by Mango Carson. That's me. February second, I'll be at the porch uh, DJing. So okay, come come out to that. 
it was cool to have all the different avenues of like because we love all this different type of music and it's cool to be able to get it out in a way. I was gonna say it's like like a whole bunch of different kinds of music and then knowledge of music all coming together to just kind of blend into what is Elephant Ears, but then also Friday Mob, and then also like what Creighton and Zach have y'all made, you know, prior to even Medina being on board and everything. It's really cool to have like the integration of everything because it shows in your music. Like you can see like where each kind of like little impart of either knowledge or inspiration is coming from from each artist all of y'all being individual and collective artists together and so it's really it's really cool to see uh what can we expect for 24 going throughout the year from elephant ears like more music more shows yeah definitely some more shows i think we're kind of coming up trying to take our music in more of a direction of like genre fluid of like being able to do any genre and getting it more bringing in like the dj stuff or bringing in like whatever just getting it because i don't i think at this point like yeah we need to break out of like what we have kind of i don't want to put ourselves into a box you know yeah and i think this year yeah it's time to expand and just do more put out as much music as we can and play some good shows would you say it's going to be an experimental year yeah Yeah, definitely very much so i'm definitely excited to see the fruition of the uh experimental music because especially y'all being like Y'all are like a genre, but y'all are also so many genres in one. It's definitely not just like one category that y'all yeah. fit in. And uh, it's kind of weird, like if you look at like the music in San Marcos or Austin, a lot of it does have like a similar vibe, but just we're not at the point where we can call it a genre. And mm-hmm. like maybe 10 years we'll look back and we'll have a name for it. Yeah. But like, yeah. No, like if you come to the shows, we literally, have, our opening song is like a head banging, like a hard song. We play. We have waiting, like, funk music. We have smoother, slower songs, you know, anything. Uh, we have, like, a, like, folky, like, kind of more country-type stuff, you know what I mean? It's more it's, so it's cool stuff, being yeah. able to, like... I feel like y'all could play in so many different types of venues. It's not just, like, one venue that y'all are stuck at. Yeah. You can only play here. It's, like, y'all can play on a grand stage, but also play in a basement. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but also just, like, yeah. house parties and yeah, then also, like, venues uh, on the square and everything. Yeah. Those go crazy, for sure. But um, is there any venues y'all are looking into really wanting to play this year? Whether that's in Austin, San Marcos, San yeah, just Antonio. a lot of places in Austin. I'm trying to go back to New Orleans again this New year. Orleans. I think. Yeah, I went to that, New Orleans. That was one of our. That was our favorite. Yeah. That was my favorite show. Our favorite venue we've ever played. Rabbit, Rabbit Hole, New Orleans. We went on a tour with the Kenny Boys. Okay. And um, shout out Kenny. Went Hill. all through like Houston and then Galveston and then up to New Orleans, back playing Conroe and stuff. But that New Orleans trip was, man, it was just the. The most elite venue I think we've ever. They're just like the speaker quality, insane. Yeah, just like giant subs. That you walk in, green rooms is upstairs. Everything is just like immaculate, crystal. Like they converted into a show. Like so, it was a house. It was a house, and then they made it it into like like a venue. venue, Yeah, Yeah, but it's but it's cool. It's just like legendary spot. Like a lot of other huge artists and people come, and it was it was packed. Just like a, a cool. Cool seeing how like people in New Orleans, you know, just show up too for a show. It'd be wild too. We'd be walking around and like tell people about the show. Like, oh yeah, we already we already heard about like the show going on at the Rabbit Hole. We'd be like, okay, cool. We're also part of like yeah, they have their own booking like, it together and own, you know we book some other DJs and stuff with it. And is it kind of its own underground scene or is it kind of just like everyone is all collectively just like music loving out there? Like I don't know. I think the one that people just love music. Yeah, it's a big music city, like, historically. Yeah, 
Nice. And it's so supportive of just like, you hear that you're from somewhere else and be like, oh, dude, it was sweet. Yeah, I would love to check it out. That sounds cool. And you're just like, awesome. And then, it you just know, happens. Show. Yeah, so it was really cool. Shout well, out to New Orleans. Well, big thank you to Zach Creighton and Medina, the elephant ears, for coming on the show today. Live little rap uh, cypher freestyle <laughs> for y'all. Got some releases, and definitely stay tuned to see them live uh, at Zelix January 14th. That's right. And uh, definitely looking forward to that. So thank you all, and have a great rest of your day, Sam Marcus. This was episode one of season two, and we're out. You're listening to listener-supported KZSM LPFM, San Marcos, Texas, 104.1 FM, and KZSM 